Welcome back. I'm Carolyn Stain. You're listening to Classic Lunch, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance here on Classic 1027. Now, up here in Gauteng, I know that many of us love nothing more than spending a lovely, relaxing Saturday morning wandering around some of our gorgeous markets and fairs. But since the lockdown began in March, which can you believe was a whole seven months ago, most of these events have sadly had to be postponed or in many cases even cancelled. But here is some really, really good news for you. The monthly antique fair is returning to Pretoria's Brooklyn Square next weekend. To tell us all about it, I have the organizer, Clyde Terry, on the line. Clyde, it's been a long time. Lovely, lovely to be chatting to you again. How are you? I'm very good. And how are you? I'm good. I'm here in lockdown, um, looking very forward to seeing what happens with the antique fair because it's been a long time for you as well, I think. Absolutely. It's been a long, long break, but it's time to get back out there and uh, open the markets and see how the people, I'm sure the people are going to come flooding to the markets because had lots of people phoning over the last few weeks asking when we're starting again. So the answer to that is, very soon. You know, about a year ago, I presented this show live from the National Antique and Decor Fair. And I mean, life has really changed since then. So it's really wonderful to see things getting a bit back to normal, such as the monthly antique fair taking place next weekend at Brooklyn Mall in Pretoria, which I really think is exciting. Tell us more about the fair. The Brooklyn Square Antique Fair is quite a bespoke little fair. It has 15 to 16 traders on the Saturday before the first Sunday of every month, which is quite a mouthful, but that's the way it always works out. And it's a very nice little market, and collectors in Pretoria over the past period of time have been loving coming to the market. We get quite a few out-of-town dealers, which is always wonderful to have, as well as the local Pretoria and Joburg dealers as well. And a great array of stuff. So because it's a smaller fair than the other fairs, we try and keep it quite a nice mix. There's your jewelry, your ceramics, your uh, your porcelain, and your silver. And there's banknotes and coins. And then there's some some dealers bring art as well and furniture. So there's a small fair, but it's a very well-rounded fair. So it's got something for all collectors. You'll find something at the market. You know, Clyde, when I hear the name Clyde Terry, I always think of antiques and collectibles because you really are the expert of experts. Tell us about some of the trends that might be happening right now. Well, right now, people are really looking for rare and unusual items, as well as items that have a great provenance. So those are the items that are very, very interesting to collectors and seem to be getting the sort of higher record prices out there currently. You know, and a lot of people ask, well, what is provenance? Now, provenance isn't like my grand said it came from so-and-so, so-and-so. You, just, you have to have more than that. You know, you have to have some type of records and sometimes documentation, photographs, things like that to sort of bring the provenance in with the item. Otherwise, it's just sort of a hearsay thing, and one can say that, but it doesn't really carry the weight of true provenance, i.e., you know, this came from Barbara Streisand's collection when it was auctioned in the, in the early 1900s or something like that. That's when, you know, you're talking good provenance, you've got receipts, 
um, that type of thing. So, you know, it's important to keep the records of those things if you've got in your family. And those are the items really that collectors are loving right now. We talk about provenance and history of items, furniture, jewellery, artwork, and you and I have discussed this quite often. Prices, you know, in South Africa, you might buy a beautiful um, piece of furniture which has huge provenance, and the prices compared with those in England or the United States is vastly different. Why do you think that is? Well, look, I think it's a matter of supply and demand in many, many aspects. Some things are more expensive in South Africa to buy and other things are a lot cheaper to buy. It's a matter of the supply and demand. You know, in England, you have an abundance of certain things. So sometimes that can be because they have an abundance, the price can be a little bit lower. And in South Africa, those items can be rarer and therefore they are getting higher prices because of that. You know, and furniture, furniture's gone through highs and lows, but at the moment, uh, yeah, building back up very, very nicely, ground furniture. Ground furniture was in the back burner for quite a few years, but right now there's a nice resurgence. People are looking for bespoke pieces of furniture for their homes, so... It's a very nice trend that's coming back as well. Clyde, you mentioned silver earlier, which I really love. Are people still collecting? Once again, yes, people are still collecting silver. They are looking for early pieces of silver, and they're looking for utilitarian pieces of silver. So we're living in a decade at the moment of people wanting to use things and enjoy things. So i.e. no longer putting a beautiful silver sauce boat in a cupboard or a candelabra in a cupboard. They're literally using, enjoying, they're buying a silver tea set to enjoy. Whereas my parents and possibly previous generations of people got given these things, they kept them for high days and holy days. This new generation <laughs> is really wanting to enjoy what they've bought. And I think that's quite fantastic because I think antiques deserve to be enjoyed. And, you know, if you collect something... And you're just going to put it in a display cabinet. Some things are, of Mm. course, just decorative of nature. But there's a lot of people looking for utilitarian things. And that's like, you know, having a fantastic silver sauce boat, some silver salt and pepper cellars, a lovely silver candelabra, maybe silver underplate. You know, so there's a huge trend at the moment for people looking for items that they can use and enjoy. Mm. Just have to be very careful as to who you invite to your dinner party, I guess. (laughs) Well, knowing your place, you'd have to be very careful because I might need to a car full of goods. <laughs> and Clyde, you know how much I love my jewellery and I saw some really, really exquisite pieces at the National Antique Fair last year. Is antique jewellery still uh, a good investment? Look, antique jewellery is always going to have great value in the world because, number one, you've got a lot of people looking to collect good pieces of jewellery um, number two, you have the metal value. And the metal value, of course, the gold price is just, as we know, during COVID-19, it just catapulted way beyond. And so that obviously has also been driving the value of jewelry hugely on the marketplace. Not only antique jewelry, but collectible jewelry went up very drastically during COVID-19. So it's a very interesting period that we're going through. But Good pieces of jewellery with good stones, people worldwide, they're always going to want to buy them. I mean, the the pink bubblegum diamonds just set a world record. 
So these are things that people are looking. Once again, we keep going back to the thing of rare and unusual items and unusual finds. And it's not to say you can't find them. Um, Finds can happen at any antique market, any antique shop, any car boot sale. You might stop at. You could, if you've got the knowledge you might discover something quite rare and unusual. And not necessarily um, that costs a million dollars. Well, you, hopefully you find something that's for a couple of hundred rand that's worth a couple of million dollars because then, <laughs> then you discover something great. <laughs> and we do hear those stories, which I think are just amazing. Clyde, there's been a rebirth in the collecting of vintage tea sets. Why is that? Well, a lot of people now are wanting to, as we said earlier on, they're wanting to use items. I remember my mom, she had tea sets that she only used once or twice a year, and then they were packed away in cupboards, you know. So the trend today is people are collecting tea sets, uh, either in a full tea set or in Harlequin tea sets. The Harlequin tea set is when someone buys like six or eight or 12 different cups and sauces, different milk jug and sugar bowl. Maybe with a I love that. Cup. I love that. There's a quirkiness yeah. to that. And it's, it's, it's quirky and it's very conversational and people are having a lot of fun with this trend at the moment. Some people are just looking to buy complete tea sets. So it depends. But I love the fact like you do. I love the Harlequin sort of thing of having 10 different cup saucer cake plates and uh, mm. If something breaks, you're not too phased about it, I should imagine, because yeah. uh, it's not like you're breaking part of a set, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. And I think also quite a lovely gift, you know, giving one or two teacups to someone. And that's also a lovely, a lovely thing I've noticed with people coming into my shop. They're buying, like, cup saucer cake plates for, some, for a few of their friends for birthdays and Christmases and that type of thing. So obviously it's spurring that thing of high tea, fashion, at home, parties. I think a lot of this brought on by COVID-19 where people are starting to be more at home than before. Um, Clyde, let's talk about collectible ceramics and pottery. We always think of them, you know, the collectible ones coming from overseas. But South Africa also has a very proud history in this regard, including some very, very special works that have come out of Olifansfontein of all places, which is called Linware. And apparently it's really sought after. Tell us more about Linware. Well, the Linware factory was developed by the ladies of the war, actually. So during the war, the ladies decided they needed to do something, and they started this factory. And they originally started a, a factory called Ceramic Studio, and they produced some of the most remarkable South African potteries, really. The glazes are on parallel to some of the very early Chinese glazes, intense colors, beautiful. And obviously, being a pottery, they came out in beautiful, different tones of color and they had great vision when you look at the pieces that they did and celadon green and um, some lovely purples and ochre yellows that type of thing beautiful pieces they also did big vases and big planters those are very hard to find then they did a range which was a lot of small vases which were Supplied to florists and that at the time for bouquets of flowers and that type of thing. They're, they're also becoming a bit on the scarce side, but not as scarce as the big pieces. You know, they did some mm. amazing, amazing large pieces of pottery, which suddenly are 
becoming highly collectible and highly desirable by South Africans, and rightfully so. Linware has always been collected. I mean, right from when I had my first shop, people were buying Linware. But right mm. now, the big pieces are getting good prices, so it's a nice marketplace and nice area to be in as a as a collector. Or if you've got pieces like that you're wanting to sell, it's a good time right now. I believe at some fairs there's quite a feeding frenzy when it comes to linware. Is that the case with you? I've always bought and sold linware, so whenever I see it, I sort of do buy it. So yes, I do, I do have a, a, a sort of frenzy about it. But it is just a beautiful pottery, you know, and when you see pieces standing as a collection, uh, I just was in the house of one of my collectors recently who's got about 80 pieces, and it was just such a remarkable thing to see 80 pieces at one time. You know, as a shop owner, you get to see 8, 9, 10, 12 pieces maximum at a time. So it was such a privilege to see such a phenomenal collection, really. They did do some hand-painted pieces. Hand-painted pieces, not as popular as the plain sort of green pieces, yellow pieces, that type of thing. Those pieces seem to be more popular than the hand-painted. Although I've got four hand-painted plates in the shop at the moment with nautical scenes on, and I absolutely love them. I think they're absolutely beautiful, painted in uh, 1947, I think. It says at the back. So really beautiful, yeah. you know. So as a collector, it's nice to be looking for the rare and the unusual. And it's nice to also be looking at what's trending at the moment. And Linware is something that has come to the forefront right now for collectors. Well, Clyde, you certainly have wet our appetites for sure. So tell us again exactly where in Brooklyn Square this monthly antique fair is taking place. Okay, well, the easiest thing is it's, it's close to Starbucks. In Brooklyn Square, everybody knows Starbucks in Brooklyn Square. So it's in the courtyard outside Starbucks, and it is on the 31st. And it starts 10 o'clock till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So a late start and an early end to the day. But it's a wonderful little market to attend. It takes place every single Sunday before the uh, Saturday before the first Sunday of the month is the rule for the Brooklyn Square market. Okay, so this is next Saturday, the 31st of October. That's right, yeah. And the best place to park at Brooklyn Square? Go straight into the Brooklyn Square parking and then come up to level one. Clyde, if somebody has a treasure or they think that they have a treasure and they bring it along, would they be able to have it evaluated by you? Yes, of course. We've got lots of members from the NIDA, the National Antique Dealers Association are there. So there's a huge pool of knowledge at the fair. So, you know, if you're wanting to bring coins, banknotes, jewelry, ceramics, silver, um, if you've got large pieces, just take some photographs on your on your phone or furniture or whatever and just pop along and we're bound to be able to help you out. Clyde, so great chatting to you this afternoon. I wish you so much success and I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. Well, thank you as always for your support. Love you lots and hope to see you soon. Love you too. That was Clyde Terry, the owner of Clyde on 4th Antiques, and he's the organiser of the monthly antique fair. And just a reminder, it takes place at Brooklyn Square in Pretoria, not this weekend, but next weekend on Saturday, the 31st of October from 10 o'clock in the morning until 3 that afternoon. And I think it really sounds absolutely perfect, a wonderful way to spend a Saturday.